heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. We have a very exciting show today. Uh, and our guest couldn't be more appropriate for the title of the show, Healing the Whole Person, because that's what she's all about. My name is Susie McGinn, and I'm your regular host on this program on Thursdays. And we just welcome all of our people listening throughout the Chicagoland area. Our guest today is the author of a book called Heaven's Helper, My Little Star. And her name is Maureen Capistran. I'll tell you, and we'll talk a little bit more about her in a moment, but I just want to tell you that we are pre-recording this show, so some of the things we say may be appropriate for today, although it's going to air next week. The people along with me here in the show are Angela Tomlinson, Mary Ann Harold, of course, our dear Maureen Capistran, our featured guest, and her friend Marie. So we just welcome all of you. The The book is a, a book that, unlike anything you've probably ever read, it just shakes you to your core and your spirit. It's so beautiful. And it's about healing. Healing spiritually psychologically and physically in a very unusual way because Maureen has a direct line to heaven. Also, I was thinking today as at Mass this morning that the gospel we have today was so appropriate and really speaks so much of what the work that Maureen is doing. She's doing Jesus' work. In that gospel today, some of you may remember that John the Baptist asks Jesus through a messenger, he says, are you the one we are waiting for or should there be some, we should look for someone else? And then here it is, Jesus tells him, go tell John, the blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And I think when you read Maureen's book, you will see this is what she lives. This is her work. This is the work that God has given her to do. So welcome, Maureen. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Now, the first thing I'd like to ask you, and I think uh, people will be interested in wanting to know how you came up with the name for your book, My Heaven's Helper, My Little Star. Where did that come from? Actually, um, St. Michael, I had asked him, Heaven had asked me to keep a journal for one day. This would be a book. And when we, when we started the book, I prayed to St. Michael and asked him what it should be called. And St. Michael calls me my little star when he, when he speaks to me. So he said, that's easy, my little star. We will name the book Heaven's Helper, My Little Star. Oh, that's beautiful. beautiful. So how is that fulfilled in, in your writing? 
Pardon me? What are the, the experiences that you've had? You know, how is that fulfilled in the title of your book and in the writing that you, you s- uh, gave us in the book? How can you help us understand uh, My Little Star <laughs> and her work? Well, well it, it, it's a long story. It goes back to 1998 um, when I wasn't feeling well. And I was sick, and um, my mother had given me a pair of rosary beads to pray on. And I started praying on the rosary beads, and they started got hot and started vibrating. And I heard this lady's name, very soft voice from this lady, telling me that I would help people that I had been chosen, and that I will help people who are in need. So to fast forward that, um, I was under demonic attack for seven years, not knowing what was happening and um, eventually it's very involved but eventually the Blessed Mother did come to me and directed me to Father Aniello uh, and I started uh, my training with Heaven. Heaven gave me um, three years of training with the Blessed Mother Jesus and at the end of the third year Jesus assigned St. Michael to me um, to give, he gave, gave me the gift of knowledge actually is, is what it is. And then he set me out to do his work. So what was the training like, Maureen? The, the training was very um, intense. It was three years. I had to learn to adjust to live in this world and also communicate and live in their world and learn of their world and learn of what was important to them. And it was interesting to find that what was important to them is not important to a lot of us. And what's important to a lot of us is really not important to them. Um, Jesus taught me to, the most important thing is to put self aside in service to others. Um, he, through my training, he was trying to teach me to let go of the material world and enhance the beauty of his world, which was one of the most difficult things for me to do. Um, at one point, Jesus had told me, bring yourself down to zero and then let me put a one in front of it. <laughs> uh, he, be patient and kind to all. And most important, what heaven looks at when we, when we die and we meet Jesus is our intentions. Yeah. And they kept reiterating that, the uh, importance of one's intentions. God looks at our hearts, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another thing he, they taught me is to always do what's in the best interest of the, for the other person. And also, Our Lady taught me to learn of the fruit, um, prayers, peace, love, joy, patience. Um, and I had that exercise for three years of patience, and they, they, they trained me many different ways, a series of dreams, and then I would be awakened, and then they would explain the dream to me. Um, they assigned St. Michael to me to guide me along, and Jesus showed me the importance of the training. Um, he said he very seldom gives this gift. He will not give the gift without the training, or it, bec- it could become witchery in the wrong hands. So it was an intense three years of training, and then they gradually sent me out um, to do their to do their work. That's really beautiful. You know, when you talk about the first thing you said that caught my ear was you said that you find out what's important to them and deal with that. Listen to your 
the people that are in need. And my husband is, was in sales, and he, that's that was his way of dealing with his clients, finding out what's important to them. And he always went back to when Jesus was uh, had got lost, but was in the temple. What was he doing? He was listening to the elders and asking them questions. And that's just what you're doing. You're finding out what's important. And that's exactly what Jesus was doing. So uh, I know that that was his desire for you in your ministry as well. The Blessed Mother took me several trips to purgatory. I went, the first trip I went, I went with Our Lady. She took me, my soul out of my body and she told me to trust in her and she took me to purgatory and she and she showed me everything was gray and then further on years later down the road she took me to the lowest level of purgatory um and and that was that was quite an experience um seeing the lower level of purgatory there were many souls down there that were speaking of sins that they had committed when i was down there i had asked uh, the blessed mother are we in hell and she did not answer me so one female soul was behind me so i figured that if i asked her if she was of jesus and she said yes then i wasn't in hell <laughs> so i had asked her are you of jesus and she said we don't see it that way we see it as jesus is with us uh -huh. so i felt the weight of the sin down there and it was so heavy the only way i can describe it it was like being buried alive. So when I came back, when Our Lady put my soul back into my body, needless to say, I wasn't happy about my trip to the lowest level of purgatory because it was not pleasant. Of course not. So I, call, I called to Jesus, and I explained to Jesus, I said, Jesus, if I went out and told people of what I heard in the lower level of purgatory today, because eight out of ten people that I know commit these kind of sins, and I tell them about the low level of purgatory, that is, that's not going to be good PR for heaven. And Jesus <laughs> said, my love, it's simple. All they have to say is, I'm sorry. That's how merciful I am. Oh. What type of sins were they, Maureen? Um, they were sins of, uh, they, were, they were speaking of different sins, abortion. One soul was saying, you know, don't steal. Another one was saying, don't abort your baby. It was, it was, you know, things that many people do on, you know, many people do. And so well, then I went on to ask Jesus, then why, why are these souls in the lower level of purgatory? Well, obviously, he went on to explain to me that when you die, our Father will continue to show you until you have a full understanding. So our Father just doesn't show you once. He will continue to show you until you have a full understanding. That's that was just one of my many experiences. Uh, our Lady, I'm um, very, very close to the Blessed Mother. I've spent years in communication with her, she, Jesus, and St. Michael. I've done healing services. I've worked. I've done deliverance work. I've, I've, I've worked with children with cancer for 10 years. So our, our Lady has really um, utilized me in many, many different ways. And Jesus wanted me to, heaven had asked Father Aniello, who was my spiritual director, who also was a very gifted priest. When I went in to see Father Aniello, 
in September of 1998 is when I met him, he asked me to keep a journal because Jesus told him that this would be a book one day. So from 1998, I started journaling. And my book is my journal. Yes, there's many powerful uh, anecdotes in there of uh, people you have met with and, and, and some who continued in their ways and didn't receive the message that God was giving through you. But most had most of your uh, encounters with these people were very successful. Wouldn't you say God really worked and used you in a mighty way? Yes, but however, as Jesus once told me, Go, do the work, don't worry about the result. Let me worry about the result. Because he knows the soul, I don't. Right. Or as he said to me, I know who is sitting in front of you, you don't. So just go, do the work, return to me, tell me that you completed, and I will set you out to the next, next task. So one never knows. I might tell somebody something, they may deny me, but who knows, down the road, if they become sick, or they run into a problem in life who knows that seed that i planted might start to grow sure my saint mother Teresa said and we all have heard this i'm sure many times but uh for the sake of our audience she said god doesn't call us to be successful just faithful and that's what he was calling you to do to keep going regardless of the results and leave the results right. to God we used to say successful evangelizing is sharing Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God he'll, he'll take care of it he knows how the message is received I'm curious because I know you're, you had a lot of trouble in, your, in the beginning with your home, with um, the demonic infestation. Um, did your mm -hmm. home get exercised or did you get exercised or how did that all conclude? Well, what happened was Satan knew the plan before I knew the plan. So Satan knew the plan, so the attack was on. So I had built myself a new home. I was a real estate developer at the time, and I had built myself a new home, and I moved in. Paranormal activity started happening in my home, and, and I had no idea. I actually thought it was the house. And so the paranormal activity, um, you know, continued on until it got to the point where it actually drove me out of the house. And, it, and I had to endure that. And when I, when, when, G, when I started my training, I had asked Jesus, you know, how much longer will this go on? And he said, it will go on until you no longer have any fear of it. Little did I know I would be working years later with a deliverance priest. Um, so I have absolutely no fear of Satan. Nobody should have any fear of Satan. Um, Satan, the only harm Satan can bring to you is self-harm, which is one's own fear. People give Satan too much credit. People are too fearful of Satan. Um, if they realize all they have to do is just stay in the light. And Jesus had once told me that if as many people focused on him as they do Satan, look how much better the world would be. Marianne, do you have any thoughts, uh, questions for Maureen? Well, yes, I do. Um, I have a family member that said there was no demon, there was no Satan, and they don't want to hear anything about it. So I once thought I heard that if you don't believe in the evil one, 
that you're not going to go to heaven. Is that true, Maureen? No, Satan certainly does exist. Yeah, Satan certainly does exist. He's very real. Um, It is like a spiritual warfare. The unfortunate part is, and I pray to Our Lady and ask her from time to time, why can't everybody experience what I've experienced just for one day so they could see and understand how real this is? There is only a veil between them and us. And Satan is very active. Um, and, and again, it's, it, it is a spiritual warfare. Um, however, I do teach people, and I also talk to many priests and, and give talks and whatnot, that there is nothing to fear. If you stay close to Jesus and just don't delve into it, don't give him any credit. I've had people call, call me and tell me, I was going to church and I got a flat tire. I know it was Satan. You, you know, people give him way too much credit. Right. Um, I tell people all the time, even if it is Satan, if something happens, I, I get calls on a daily basis about people having paranormal activity in their home. And so what I say is when, when the paranormal activity starts, praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. And that way you're always giving Jesus credit and it will frustrate Satan. It's kind of like having a neighbor that you don't get along with and the neighbor's waiting for you in the driveway and you pull in and then there's an altercation. Then that neighbor is going to be out there every day. Well, if you just pull in and ignore the neighbor and pull into your garage, guess what? The neighbor's going to go pick on somebody else. That's how I tell people to handle it. I mean, when we, you know, there's a lot of discernment. Um, I I teach people, the book also teaches you how to discern, um, which is, I think is very important for everybody to learn how to discern. Um, it goes into fortune tellers, card readers, etc. What's behind that? To stay away from that. Um, so the book is it's all content. So it basically what it covers is, you know, the demonic attack, discernment, three years of training with Jesus, and then multiple stories in the back, miracles stories. Right. Uh, by the way, Joan and a- Wester Anderson had flown out. She was going to originally be the writer of this book. So it was going to, it's written based on a true story. So she actually interviewed all of the people, um, the stories that are in the book. She, she interviewed the people. Um, but unfortunately she took ill and, you know, couldn't finish the project. Um, but she has endorsed the book. Very good. You know, um, when you're talking about um, your attitude towards Satan, it reminded me of C.S. Lewis wrote in in Mere Christianity. He said, the two mistakes most people make is giving him too much attention or too little. But you've got that balance, Maureen, and that's what we all need to learn. So that, so how how do you resist him when if you feel like he's coming and he's attack attacking you? Right, right. And I do get from time to time. I do get attacked. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's not a pleasant thing. Our Lady Jesus and Saint Michael has taught me when when the attack starts, I'm to sit quietly and pray to pray to Jesus and wait quietly and our lady said my son will come and take care of this so that's what I do I endure the attack I immediately go into prayer I pray to Jesus I pray to our father the blessed mother I call Saint Michael quietly and um, 
they come, and when as soon as they come, he leaves. What what type of attacks? I'm sorry. Hi, Maureen and Angela. Hi, Angela. I'm loving what you're talking about today. Thank you so much for joining us. How does it show up when they when they attack you or when he when you feel his presence? I've had many different kinds of attacks, Angela. I usually get attacked if I do a healing service. After the healing service, I'll go to bed and I'll hear him. He'll walk. I hear him walking down the hall. He'll come aside of my bed. He'll sit on the bed. He'll shake the bed. One night, he he put a, a gun to my head, and he kept pressing the gun hotter and hotter into my head. And it was, you know, the, the pain was excruciating. And I sat there patiently like I've been trained by Our Lady and Jesus. And I continued to pray to our Father and Jesus to come. And nobody was coming. And I was praying and praying and praying. And the attack was, was ramping up. And, and I've been trained not to communicate with Satan, not to have any altercation with him because I am no match for him. Uh, again, to wait patiently for Jesus. And nobody was coming. So I just turned to him and I said, go ahead, pull the trigger because you can't. And, huh. he, and he flees. Wow. And he flees. Oh. So, so, so I've had many different attacks in many different ways. I'll sit down, I'll, I'll have a, a, a bottle of water and I'll turn around. I'm sitting in the living room and it's in the kitchen. I mean, articles will move around. Mm. Um, he just, you know, he takes your cat. Various things, just it's an annoyance. And on the onset, the attacks were frequent. Um, but now I can honestly say I very seldom get attacked now. But however, St. Michael has reiterated to me many, many times how important the mass is uh, for me. Maureen, I um, think um, maybe, uh, I don't know if you could hear it, but there was a little interlude there where the music was playing. We're going to take a short break here, and we want you to pick up on this after the break, this very important topic, very timely. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. In October... Illinois repealed the Parental Notice of Abortion Act. Soon, abortions will be performed on girls without their parents ever knowing. What are we going to do about it? Join thousands at the March for Life Chicago on Saturday, January 8th. Plus, the convention is back. Events include free educational sessions, youth rally, diaper drive, mass for life, and banquet. To register, find a group, or to get special rates, go to marchforlifechicago.org. That's marchforlifechicago.org. The voiceless need a voice. March for babies. March for women. March for life. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Welcome back to Healing the Whole Person. My name is Susie McGinn. And if you've been listening, um, I hope you have. But if not, I just want you to let you know we have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Maureen Capistran. And the book that she has written and has become very popular uh, is Heaven's Helper, My Little Star. 
it's called. And um, I just wanted uh, to further endorse her to let you know that she, at the beginning of the book, has five endorsement letters from five high-profile Catholic priests. She worked with them personally. And um, there's nothing in the book that contradicts the faith or morals of Catholic teaching. So um, what you would learn by reading this book and reading the her stories um, would only enhance the faith that we already have in that's been handed to, down to us through Jesus these last 2,000 plus years. So we were just talking before the break with Maureen. She was telling us about uh, what the attacks of Satan look like even after she's been delivered, even after she finished her training, even after she was working actively in the ministry that God has given her, she still has um, certain demonic attacks. And she was telling us how she calls on God to counteract those attacks. So would you uh, continue, Maureen, on that note? Yes. Also, a lot of people that come, you know, they feel that they, a lot of many, many people feel that they're possessed. And what people fail to understand is in order to have a full possession, which is very rare, by the way, you have to give Satan permission. And so that's very important for people to know. Everything else that's going on, the paranormal, the evil that's going on, is what I call an exterior attack. So it's on the exterior. You have not given Satan permission, so it's like somebody on the outside, you know, um, tormenting you, if you will. So one way of discerning if somebody feels that they're possessed is the first question I ask them is, have you ever given Satan permission to take charge of your soul? Have you ever given Satan permission that you will work for him or with him? And 99.9.9% of the time, the people will say no. Can it be so done then to we know. I'm sorry, Maureen. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That, that's okay. So, so that's that, that's where we that's where we that's where I start with somebody that feels they have a possession problem, and from that point forward, we start to rule out is it we start to rule out mental illness, medication. Um, has have they been involved with tarot cards, Ouija board, and so that I find that the best way to start to discern as to what's going on with an individual. Can they give permission through their actions, through, for example, their conduct to open that portal, or does it have to be like a verbal yes to him? What what I find, Angela, is that a lot of people will go to the bookstore and they'll buy a book on to how to raise your energy level to be able to communicate. And what happens is a lot of people do that and they raise their energy level and they start to communicate and they think that they're communicating with one of God's angels uh. when, in, when, in fact, when in fact only God will give permission for one of his angels to communicate with somebody. And if he does, as you know through the years, he gives the person the gift and then he also gives them the training and the Catholic priest and, you know, so on and so forth. So it's, it's fair to say, it's almost like saying, if a stranger knocks on your door, are you going to open the door and let them in? So the answer would be no. 
So a lot of people get looped in that way. They open, they raise their vibration level, and they start to hear. And 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 so Satan is very notorious of giving you confirmation of something that has happened in the past that's very accurate. Um, and it's usually something very fruitless, like. You know, I know that you just sold your red sports car. It's just something of confirmation, nothing helpful. And that kind of is the the law that starts to lure the person in. And so the person starts an open communication many a times of what they think is an angel or their guardian angel. And then from that point, it usually starts to go down a, a, a very dark road. And then many a time it, it, it will it will escalate to the point where Satan will just come forth and say who he is and he'll ask that individual do you want to come with me oh. now will you work for me do you want to be with me so the person has to give Satan permission and they know it's him when they do that yes okay. yes. Wow. yes I mean what about in our nearby our church we have a coven of witches um, that have a um, across the street from our, our Catholic school and one of them came in one day to adoration and she had the image of Satan on her arm and uh, something gold on her neck and she says please I have to talk to somebody I have to talk to somebody I'm one of those good witches across the street we do good good a lot of good with our caresses and everything we help people I said, mm-hmm. well, what, what, what's your problem? And she said, well, she goes, now these entities are coming out of me and they're scaring me. I said, what's that mm-hmm. gold on your neck? And she said, it's a miraculous metal. It was my grandmother's. So I said, do you mm-hmm. want to talk to a priest? But of course, there was no priest there for two weeks because we were having another change in our parish um, mm-hmm. structure. I knew when I saw her, I would never see her again. But what about the presence of these people doing these curses that they think are good on people? And when they well, have that close I mean, proximity to a church. Right. So, again, Satan appears, comes across as being good, and he's very deceitful. He's, you know, the father of lies. Yeah. He hates humanity. And he'll use any instrument or any way he can to take down any of one of God's children. In a case like that, what I would do is I would sit with this particular individual and I would go through the exercise that I just explained to you and try to sort through what exactly. And then I would try to educate her and teach her and then have her go to confession and then start attending mass. Now, the unfortunate part is when people get tangled up with him Many a times it's not that easy to untangle yourself um, from him because, like I said, it's a spiritual warfare. Um, but Jesus wins. Jesus always wins. Um, so, again, um, that's how I would handle that. I would also have her go see um, the exorcism priest within her diocese and have her evaluated and let them proceed with, you know, the deliverance prayers. What about them coming into the church on Easter Sunday, one of them? That, that's okay. I mean, she needs Jesus. No harm can come to you. I, 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 want to, I also would like to touch base on this subject. Many people have this perception that they think that Satan can jump into them. 
Right. I cannot tell you how many times over 22 years people say, oh, I went to this place and they were doing witchcraft and now I'm possessed. Satan jumped into me. Satan cannot jump into you. We have to go back to the teachings that St. Michael taught me. You have to give him permission. Satan would love us to believe that because that's going to give him more power. Tell us about St. Michael. What's he like? St. Michael, Michael is very gentle. Gentle. Um, St. Michael speaks to everybody at, and I hate to say level, but it is at our level. I, I have a sense of humor, so when he speaks to me, he has a sense of humor. Um, if somebody in front of me, you know, if he's speaking to somebody that I'm sitting with, he will speak to them in a way in which they speak. So they can relate to it. So the vocabulary or the terminology will change according to who's sitting in front of me. Um, but he is very, he's all love. He's very gentle. Um, and it, it's same as Our Lady. Our Lady, is, Our Lady, the Blessed Mother has so much power, but yet she's so gentle and so kind and so loving. And, and St. Michael's the same way. Gentle, kind, loving, understanding, all patience all peace all love it just blew me away the little anecdotes that you had in your book Maureen maybe you want to share a few of them with our listeners they were just wonderful stories and they're true that's the most wonderful part of all yes they're all true could you which ones would you like me to touch upon Angela any any particular ones that jump out at you I'm sure everyone loves the bunnies the story of the bunnies because there's so many lessons that I learned from, from hearing that. The bunnies. The bunnies. Oh, oh the, yes. When you yeah, asked when Jesus to, had, yeah. Yes. 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 So after my training, Jesus had told me to go purchase um, some stuffed bunnies and take them to the hospital uh, for the sick children. And he, even, and he even directed me to what hospital. And so I set out to do that, and I, and I called the hospital first, and they had given me a girl, they told me to come on a particular day and to meet a particular girl, and she would take me around and let me give the children these bunnies. And so I did that. And several years, several, several years later, um, a lady showed me a vision, and the vision was of a bocce game, and the ball from the bocce game kept coming out and going back into the vision. And she showed me all these sick children in the street and then the vision, and then she showed me this beautiful red rose. And then the vision stopped. And our lady came down and I said, my mother, what was that? She said, the ball is my son. A good player stays focused on the ball. The children in the street are children that I am gonna send you two to help the beautiful rose is the woman that you, you will meet she is of me she is of my world so several weeks later I had I was sitting with nuns at the time one of the nuns connected me with this woman uh, Midgey um, and 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 so I she connected me with Midgey and I had and Midgey called me and they had a, a, a child that they were having difficulty uh, diagnosing. So she asked me if the angel could give any medical insight on this girl. So the the angel, uh, St. Michael, actually gave 
the medical information and she says oh no no maureen you know it's it's that it's not that illness it's this illness and i'm like no 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 this is this is the problem so she was a parent advocate so she went in and advocated for the child and, and got the particular test done and and they discovered they discovered the illness it was exactly what, what saint michael had had directed them to and had you know and had told medically what was wrong with the child um it's and little did i know the nonprofit um that she was involved with that was their logo was the bunny so we're going down the road a little bit now I'm, i'm working with her a little more and a little more and a little more and one particular day i went to the office and i walked in and she says oh this is melissa one of our volunteers and Melissa turned to me and she said, she turned to Michael, she goes, oh my God, this is the woman that I told you about like a year ago or a year and a half ago that brought all those bunnies up to the hospital. <laughs> so it was, it was connected that way. Yeah. Yeah. But the lesson there, I got a lot of lessons when I was reading it because you just got a message and you acted on it in total faith. It didn't make any sense. Go get bunnies, bring them to this hospital. I mean, but, but you right. did it. Every time I, every time I, every time I get direction to do something, I never question it. I do as I was trained. I go, I do the task, and then I return. And then I return, and I say to Jesus, "Okay, Jesus, whatever you want me to do next, just put it in my path, or tell me, or direct me, and I'll go." And it's been that way for 22 years. Have you ever been misled by Satan? No. No. In the beginning, I was. In the beginning, on the uh, and, and Jesus allowed it. In the in the beginning, um, yes, Satan took me on quite a little wild ride there in the beginning, and Jesus permitted it so I would learn. And so that was part of my learning process. the The training, I will tell you, was not easy. What was the most difficult part of the training, Maureen? The most difficult part of the training for me, Angela, was letting go of the material world because I would—I only have a seventh grade education and I worked very hard physically. Uh, I worked very, very hard and I was a high achiever and, and I was doing extreme, financially, I was doing extremely well for myself with all the odds going against me with no education. So I worked so hard and I wanted to just keep building and my dream was to build high-rise buildings and continue on with real estate development and so that was my struggle uh for years and i would go back and forth and i would get angry so what jesus did was he showed me a bucket of sand and when i did things the correct way he would put sand in the bucket and when i would make a mistake he would dump all the sand out of the bucket and he'd say, okay, we have to start all over again. (laughs) What a sense of humor he has. (laughs) I don't think Maureen was laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Again, they're teaching me at my level, um, which is the seventh grade level. They would show me a piggy bank and Jesus would say to me, every time you do a good task, I put a coin in your bank for your eternal life. And you borrowed on that bank, didn't you? In one of the one of the I little borrowed, vignettes. Yes, yes. I've done a lot of borrowing on my bank. 
<laughs> how do you borrow? How yeah. do you borrow? How do you borrow eternal life? Well, yeah. Well, when it, when we have when we had a sick child, I would say to Jesus, Jesus, please, can you give us a miracle? If I have any coins in my bank, can you use my coins? Um, I went into adoration one day, and I had I had somebody that had betrayed me, very badly betrayed me, and I was. I was really emotional about it. And I said to Jesus, Jesus, and, and the person had passed, the person had died. And I said to Jesus, please, Jesus, if I had any coins in my bank, please take all my coins and let this person go to heaven. Wow. And he turned to me and he said, my love. And I said, yes, Jesus. He said, I just doubled the coins in your bank. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, awesome. That's beautiful. Thank Jesus. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, we do have, um, I want to keep talking to you, but I just want to bring up, we got some really heart-wrenching prayer requests um, that were emailed to us. One of them was a the woman that she has, I think she lost one of her twins. She's pregnant. In okay. utero. In utero, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And, and she's her. full of fear. I think this. She's worried about fear, and I think another child. She said, "Was what well, was it, Susan?" That that's she, it. Yeah, she has two other children as well, but um, she has and she has diabetes and she has preeclampsia. Uh, so she's oh got my. that high blood pressure, and she's only, oh um, you know, like six months along, and she doesn't want to lose this baby. So um, she's asked us uh, anonymously to pray for her and her family, uh, and, um, you know, because it's, it, it's, it's a very difficult time of year, mm-hmm. you know, when you mm-hmm. think of the birth of Jesus, and um, so it, you know, I'm sure she's thinking along those lines as well, and she asked us to pray i will i will definitely keep her in my prayer all right hey maureen did you ever suffer from anxiety yes how do you deal with that well i had a very very bad anxiety disorder that was one of the when, when our lady had come to me i was probably down to I don't know, 98, 100 pounds from wow. suffering mm. from anxiety. Oh. Um, it was, it was, it was, I couldn't leave the house. I, you know, it was, it was just terrible. And um, Jesus lifted, uh, Jesus lifted it. Wow. How wonderful. Um, now, it's, it's, I had, I also had a lower disc problem that he lifted. Now, this is the thing. So people ask me this, and it, this holds true for anybody that Jesus performs a miracle for. Jesus will lift it, but now it's up to you to take care of yourself. Because if you go back out and you start lifting again, you know, you're going to re-injure yourself. Or if you get yourself in a predicament where you're putting yourself under a lot of undue stress, of course, guess what? Your anxiety is going to come. You know what I'm saying? So yes, a lot right. of people ask me, "Do you do you get sick? Do you get a cold? Do you?" I'm like, I'm like everybody else. I'm no different than anybody else. So people that you know, Jesus, as I've seen so many miracles. You know, he'll lift the health issue, but then he will make it a point to tell me, "Do you tell this person now they must go to the doctor? They must take care of themselves. They right. must follow through, whatever it may be. They have to be obedient." Just like Jesus was, yes. Exactly, exactly. We can't go out and stop being reckless because Jesus looked at a health issue and we're going to be okay, right? That's right. We looked at a health issue, but now it's up to us to take care of ourselves. But 
One of the cutest things, stories, and a lot of people ask me about this, and I'd like to touch base on this, is I was asking Jesus in the beginning, will you send me the lottery, right? So, and, and Jesus said to me, Jesus said to me, my love, I said, yes, he says, do you know how many of my children asked me for this? And I said, oh, probably a lot. And he said to me, what makes you think you're any different than the guy across the street? Just so, because, because you know, I, I chose you and I'm communicating with you, you're no different and you have no, you know, you're no different than any one of my other children. In fact... You have more responsibility because now you know that I exist. So now, you know, it's it, it's when I cross over, I can't say, oh, geez, I didn't know, right? Right. Um, so I'm held accountable at a higher level. You know, one of the things you mentioned in your book also was that the way you talk to Jesus and St. Michael and Our Lady, you, I th- did you mention that anybody can do that? Anybody can do that. So a lot of people, a lot of people come to me and they say, well, you know, I just can't do the rosary. It's just repetitious and I can't do it. And, and I said, talk to our lady. You know, a lot of people like music, sing to her, whatever. Anytime any one of their children has communication with them, if they only knew how much glory that brings them, how they just love their children to communicate with them. Of course, Our Lady loves the rosary. Of course, they love prayer. But let's face it, not everybody is there, right? So we all have to start somewhere. So it's really important. Our Lady hears every one of her children. She hears every one of their prayer. If you communicate with her, she hears every word. One thing that I've gotten a lot of complaints about through the years of doing healing services, people sit there and they say, but I've been praying and praying and praying, my prayers haven't been answered. So Jesus had taught me that very seldom, when you pray for something, very seldom you will get what you ask for because he can see ahead and we can't. Right. So he went on to to teach me, to teach others that there's three answers to that. Not not right now, maybe down the road. And if I don't give you what you want, it's because I have something better for you. Right. And the third thing is, is yes, I will answer your prayer. Mm. But there's very, very small percentage of the time that your prayer will get answered. Because like I said, he can see ahead and we cannot. So he knows what's best for us. Right. And what's most important to him is eternal life. So it's uh, spiritual growth. And sometimes spiritual growth can be very difficult. You know, um, Maureen, this I think is a beautiful place for us to uh, wind down here. We're just about out of time. And I think that, um, you know, this is going to, this has been a very encouraging message that you've given. And I just want to remind people, the book is called Heaven's Helper, My Little Star by Maureen Capistran. It's C-A-P-I-S- T R A N, and uh, you'll uh, you enjoy it. And many many copies have been sold already, and I'm sure you can get it easily through Amazon. Now, um, I just thought maybe you could just for a few seconds here, a little time remaining, give us a closing thought for our listeners. 
my closing thought is, is talk to God. If you're in need, ask him. He will answer your prayer. If your prayer doesn't get answered, it's because it's for something better. And do everything you can. And as St. Michael once told me, what if you were to die tomorrow? So we have to reflect on doing good deeds while we're here today. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.